G'day, welcome to Partakers. This is a series of studies called Luke Looks Back, based in the Gospel of Luke, and is presented to us by Roger Kirby. Over to you, Roger. This is study 15 from Luke chapter 11, verse 13 verses, and we could call it Praying to the Father. A disciple asks a question about prayer, and he gets a model prayer, the model prayer. He also gets much more. First, the prayer. We read chapter 11, the first four verses. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. This is a shorter version of the prayer than Matthew's. Matthew starts off with our Father in heaven, instead of just Father, as we have here in Luke's version. Matthew introduces the prayer after warning his disciples against showing off in praying long words and many words. I doubt whether he would want us to keep on repeating this particular set of words either. He wants honest heart prayers in our ordinary, everyday language. One good idea is to pray along the pattern he has given us, but rewording it as we go. So we might start off like this. Dear Lord and Father, I am so amazed that you have asked me to address you like this. Or another possibility. May I call you Father this morning, even if you seem rather far away just at the moment. Or, you are in heaven, and I am stuck here on earth, but please hear what I have to say. The first question, then, can be this. Think up two other ways you might start your prayer. Something like, I want to honour your name and who you are this evening as I pray. Help me to do it by your spirit, please. And an infinite number of other possibilities. Each day... In verse 3, give us each day our daily bread, is a rare word in the Greek, which may mean today, tomorrow, or enough for the day. Second question, to which Old Testament incident is it likely to refer? A cynic might ask whether this prayer is necessary in the day of the supermarket, at least in the world's better off countries. Comment. The giving of manna and quail in Exodus chapter 16 is being referred to. The owners of the supermarket probably think they fill the shelves, but a greater than them, the Lord, organized the natural world for them to plunder. Question 3. Praying for the coming of the kingdom could be dangerous. Why? What effect should praying like that have on us? What might it look like if it came and was openly apparent, as it is not now?
it might come, and where would we be then? If we have placed our trust in Jesus, we shall enjoy the fruits of his faithfulness. But if not, not. If we ask for the coming of the kingdom, we must live in kingdom style now, or else we are hypocrites. No one knows what it will look like with any certainty. All we do know is that it will surpass our wildest dreams. Question 4. Is it necessary to forgive everyone who sins against us before we receive forgiveness from the Father? No. To say that would contradict every other place where forgiveness is mentioned in the Bible. What it means is that if we expect to be forgiven, we need to live in the world of forgiveness. In the same way, if we want to be loved by God, we need to live in the world of love, which is what John meant when he said, whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in him. Now we're going to read chapter 11, verses 5 to 13. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to say before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, Although he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. This is a difficult parable to understand. The problem is in verse 8. The NIV talks about the man, that is the man who's doing the knocking, the man's boldness. But that is probably not as good as the TNIV, which has the, the person's shameless audacity. And even that is probably not right. The root meaning of the word being translated is avoidance of shame but in the original it is not the man's but by him which can refer to the person knocking or the one in the house being woken up so it may mean that the person getting up has to do so in order not to lose honor and be shamed it is amazing that jesus used a parable in which the lord god is shamed but that is the most likely meaning of this passage. Our experience of answers to prayer is probably not the same as is expressed in this passage. For something slightly different, I will read out ten statements 
we might make, or hear other people make, about prayer. I will pause very briefly after each, and you can say yes, no, or maybe after each of them. Then my comment will follow. Keep in mind what we have just read that Jesus said. Number one. If we nag the Lord, we will get whatever we want. Paul didn't think so when he only prayed three times for his thorn in the flesh to be taken away. No, then. If we don't get what we want, it is because of our lack of faith. No, it isn't, according to Jesus in Luke chapter 13 in the first few verses. All-night prayer meetings are always more effective than one-hour ones. Not according to Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, but yes, according to him in this passage. So it must depend on circumstances and attitudes. Jesus was only making a point to antagonists in these verses. Note that he calls his hearers evil in verse 13. There may be some truth in this, but it is a series of promises, even if we find it difficult to see how they actually work out in our everyday lives. Maybe then. Prayer is about learning to align ourselves with the will of God. If we do so successfully, we shall ask and receive. This is the gift of discernment. Yes, that is very definitely true. Prayer is always answered, but God in his wise providence often gives us the opposite of what we ask for. Possibly true, but it can be the way some people try to get past the fact that they feel they don't always get answers to prayer at all. So, maybe. Saying, if it is your will every time, is a simplistic cop-out. Well, yes, it often can be, but it is still true. The struggle of prayer is not a struggle with God, like Jacob at the Brook Jabbok has often asserted, but with ourselves, as even Jesus experienced in the Garden of Gethsemane, bending our wills to obedience. Yes, very certainly, yes. Some people with wonderful tales of answered prayer may be adept at only seeing what they want to see. Unfortunately, that does often seem to be the case. And finally, we may expect our prayers to be answered only if we have a deeper sense of the fatherhood of God than of our own need. No, in his abundant grace and goodness, the Lord will often answer prayers from even his frailest servants, like you and me. I think passages like this are very difficult, particularly for those of us who live in the cynical Western world. My questions probably reflect the fact that this is where I live. Those of you who live in a more spiritually open society may wonder why I appear to be so negative. If so, just treasure what you have got, 
and pray for those of us who are not so well off spiritually. And that is the end of this study. Thanks, Roger. This series is on every Sunday, but as usual on Partakers, www.partakers.co.uk, there is something new available every day to inspire your Christian life.